Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best books in the X-Men line. I'm your host, Nick, accompanied by this. this wait, what's behind you? It's in the closet. It's opening. What's behind you? Ah, it's the serial killer. You know what? I bet this fucking serial killer behind me could fucking nail the intro in one take, though. How's it going? My... <laughs> oh, I'm Josh, by the way. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. If anyone's wondering, this is episode 99.5. Yeah. All right. And you know what? We make this show, so you're going to have to live with it. Yep. All does right. it make a you lick of content? sense? Not at all. Not no. at all. Neither does the fact that we're about to celebrate our 100th episode, despite the fact that it's not our... We've done way more than 100 episodes. We just didn't number a bunch of them because we were <laughs> it was special episodes because we're fucking nerds. And so is this one. A very special, uh, some would say spectacular episode. Get it? No, I would say... It's an amazing episode. That, that's also fine. That, that's spectacular, amazing. It's fine. Anyway, today, guys, we are covering Spider-Man, the animated series, the crossover episode with the X-Men. So, pretty fun. A lot of mu- a lot of mutation talk today. A lot of a lot of mutation and a, a lot, lot of... of pinpoint accurate science. Just yes, undeniable. I... I am shocked as a kid who grew up watching this show very religiously, honestly. Um, I am shocked that I did not do better in science as, right. as a youngster. I'm truly yeah. shocked. But before we get to that, we yeah. had a ton of news this weekend. It was Comic-Con, uh, New York Comic-Con, and we had a bunch of comic announcements. And we had a comic announcement today, which is weird, maybe like, the contract wasn't signed for that book to come out, so they didn't announce it over the weekend. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Yeah, you're gonna find out. Um, so first off was announced was the fall of the house of X slash rise of the power of X. Or power of ten. We're gonna find out together. <laughs> That's fair, yes. Um, written by Gary Dugan and Karen Gillen. That's so, gonna be fun. So I mean yeah. that's the I mean that's the those are the two that just handled sins, right? Yes. Yeah. So, and yeah, we really like that one. So I, I feel pretty good about this one. Um. Also, allegedly, the one who's writing uh, X-Men Red right now, Al Ewing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's leaving after that book comes out. Like he's part of it somehow. And then he's leaving after that. That feels about right. I mean, if this is the end of the... So they're advertising this, if I'm not mistaken, as the end of the X-Men Krakoan age, correct? Yes. And the picture behind them for like the big cover is seemingly like they're going back to the mansion. Yeah, don't love that part, though. Maybe like, um, maybe it's like a home base kind of thing, you know? I mean, I, I don't... Man, I got, what am I fucking talking about? I love the mansion. Everyone kiss my ass. Um, <laughs> get off my own ass, pal. Um... <laughs> I don't know what I was getting ready to say. That's fine because also we have. Oh wait, no, no, I do remember. So it's the end of the Krakoan age. Yes. Um, so it it makes sense that we're gonna get like a soft relaunch now coming up pretty soon in 2024. I'm gonna guess. Um, so it would make sense to have a creative shakeup too. I wouldn't be surprised if Kieran or or Jerry leave as well. Eventually, like sometime in the next, uh, like this new editor is gonna be coming in, like. Yeah, when this wraps up, that's when the editor comes in. So yeah, it makes I know. sense. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say really is, uh, I have 
I have some worries, bro. I have some oh, worries. Of course. And we'll address some of them in our 100th anniversary episodes. Mm. In relation to the podcast. It, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, also announced, we have the resurrection of Magneto. What? I can't believe he's not staying dead. I'm curious because they're making a pretty big deal about it, like different yeah. than they normally would. Like there's a necessity to bringing back Magneto. Yeah. And, and, and it, and it, they've been laying some good groundwork for it recently too, about like, we could just bring back Magneto, but it would go against his wishes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's been like driven home, especially by storm that like, this was his decision. This is what he wanted. And for now it to be like, okay, he's coming back. Like maybe that's how we get a villain Magneto again too. He's like, how dare you not by my wishes? I mean, if I'm an editor trying to bring back the status quo, yeah, I can see that. A less experienced Magneto. Yeah, I mean I mean we did this before. We turned him to a baby and then scienced him into like a middle-aged man so he could remain a Holocaust survivor. You know what I mean? Like Or when he lost his powers but got it back but then gained a few years <laughs> like younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um we also have I don't know the context, but we have a book coming out called Dead X-Men coming out in January. It's a limited series. Yeah, and that's the one that's written by Steve Fox, right? Yes. And can you fact check me? I believe he's the one who's writing Dark X. Dark X Men. Right yeah. Yeah. And and he also wrote last year's X Men Annual, the one that was all about Firestar. Oh, okay, that was good. Uh, and I've really, yeah, I've really enjoyed his X Men work so far. And so I don't know a damn thing about this, but I'm I'm excited. I've liked this writer, and if we're gonna get like a new little, if we ever get like a new creative team, I I hope he comes in as like maybe a bigger bigger role. Yeah, it's described as a tie-in to the end of Krakoa, the fall of okay. X. Okay. Another tie-in that I'm going to tell you right now oh, is... This is, the, this is the breaking one. Yes. Okay. This is uh, from six hours ago, coming okay. in January, Cable. I'm sorry, who? Mr. Are we Cable. we talking about Nathaniel Dayspring? You can't see that picture. I can't um, see it. Is it Old Man Cable, Young Cable? Old Man Cable. Okay is described as a tie-in to the fall of X and it is written by his actual creator. Oh God. Yes. Um, whose name is in here. Fabian. Fabian Nisiesa. Yeah. Yes. That is my, so as excited as I am for a Jean Grey book written by, uh, Louis Simonson, Louis Simonson, um, is just how excited I'm going to be now for a cable book written by Fabian Nisiesha. Like that is, that's good shit, man. That makes my nineties heart happy. And a good tie into like why they're afraid of cable, mm-hmm. you know, messing yeah, with the future. They, they had, yeah, there was a time where like Orcus was like, we think he's aware of like every time he dies and shit. Yeah. And like the TVA was investigating him or something. Mm, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, so, so that's a lot of good books coming out, and it doesn't feel like a oh, million books coming out. Yeah, man. This is interesting. I'm down. Um, and kind of connected but separate. Um, we also have Hickman's announcement for the actual ultimate universe. Cool. I'm excited for it actually. I'm not finished with the actual ultimate invasion event yet. 
I have mm-hmm. one more issue. Pretty good so far. Not not blown away, but pretty good. It's a good like setup for everything. Um, but basically, the books that were announced are pretty interesting. Oh yeah, remind me of what those were because they they were um, intriguing. They were intriguing for sure. Tell you right now. So Hickman will be writing the main Ultimates book, mm-hmm. but I think this is called Ultimate Universe. Okay, so it's not called the Ultimates, like the yeah, it's just uh, Ultimate Universe. And he's also writing the Spider-Man book, but the Spider-Man cover, like the costume, keeps changing. So we don't really know for sure what which Spider-Man is. I heard it's supposed to be an older Peter Parker. That's what I heard too. Yeah, so we have that book. We have Brian Hill doing Black Panther. That's pretty cool. He already wrote Black Panther. And uh-huh. I'm hit and miss with Brian Hill. But I feel like if I recall correctly, you liked his Black Panther run, no? That was all right. Okay. Maybe yeah. I mixed it up with somebody else. He is just kind of one of those writers that, like, he's never blown me away. He's consistent, but not amazing. Yeah. So we'll see what he does with this kind of, like, more I feel free you on that one. I have a couple. Yeah, there's some writers I, f- I feel that way about. Yeah. And then, of course, we have X-Men, which I'm wondering how they're going to handle that, knowing what we know about the X-Men from the previous Marvel uni- uh, Ultimate Universe. Like what, did, um, yeah, what like oh, yeah, I they were like they thought they were evolution, but they were actually genetic experiments by the government, right. I think. True, 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 true. Okay. So yeah. like we we have that kind of like, are they gonna continue that or are they gonna do something different? And so this is I mean, they all look like like when I saw the trailer you sent, like Thor looks like the ultimate version of Thor. And like an saying, update oh, ultimate version, yeah. Yes, but like so this is these are the characters from the ultimate universe again. Like this I believe is... so. Where I am in the book, the maker is manipulating events, but it's the same characters that went through the events. Okay. And he's mm-hmm. trying to kind of put things in his own image. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. But the main yeah. character for Ultimate X-Men is Armor. She's on the cover, she's the main character. So it's kind of yeah. at least not starting with like, here's Wolverine and Cyclops. You know, like no, we're doing something different a little bit. I I dig it, and it, it is that the one that's is X is that the one that's Peach whatever her last name is. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. I I, ha- I don't know about because I I don't think I've actually read any book that she's done, or I think it's she. So I'm gonna say they have done, but. I've I've seen a lot of their art and it's really cool. Like it's a really cool style. So I I'm interested to see what uh maybe I'll pick up the first issue of that one just to see what it's like. Yeah, I'll probably grab all the first issues and see if I like this universe, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> also something I'm personally excited about that was announced what? is Avengers Twilight by Chip Zdarsky. Oh, I didn't hear about this. What's this? So basically What's this an- now? <laughs> it is a alternate future of the Marvel Universe by Chip Zdarsky. Kind of a more militaristic, not like dark or gritty, but just different than from the eyes of Captain America, what he would have wanted for the future of the world. And because he doesn't age normally, it's kind of like him trying to get reassociated with this new time and okay. like how the world's changed, even though he's trying to do what he can, you know? All right. They're being a little vague, but it just seems like he's still like a man out of time, even though he's been around this whole time, you know? No, I don't know. You haven't sold me on this one. (laughs) (laughs) 
there is a trailer for it, but uh, no, it looks interesting. I like I love Chip Zdarsky. I so. do too. I do too. That's the only part of this that sold me. Him doing Avengers and his ending on Daredevil. Has he done, has he done Avengers before? I don't think so, but he's been like the past few years, like progressively going higher and higher. Like yeah. he's I writing mean, Batman right now. Yeah. He just finished uh, Daredevil, which was absolutely fantastic from beginning to end. So it's not a shock that he's getting Avengers 2. And I wouldn't be shocked if he gets an X-Men book. That would be fucking dope. Oh, yeah. But has he ever written a team? Oh, I want to say yes. I'm going to do a quick look up of that, actually. All right. You're going to do some fact checking. I'm on the fly. So, but uh, no, I'm really excited for a lot of the new news. There was some good DC news coming out of different, like Jason Aaron, who's normally a Marvel guy. That's a Marvel think, name. Yeah, usually I think he had an exclusive contract for a while, but um, he's going to be writing Superman soon. Whoa, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And then like a bunch of guys are leaving DC to start their own company. Man, that happens a lot to DC. Who, who's going? Uh, some big names actually: Francis Manipul, Jeff Johns, Peter Tomasi. Wow! Like they're all starting their own. I forgot. I think it's called like Ghost Lab or something. Don't love the name. It's a um, bunch of original, you know, storylines and everything. And one of them kind of started in Image by Jeff Johns. That was pretty good. And they're kind of like expanding on it in this their own universe. He's Canadian, anyway. Chip Zdarsky. Yeah, yeah, that part I knew. I knew that. I don't know why I knew that. I didn't know he wrote sex criminals. Yeah, that's how I discovered. That's that's that was the first thing I ever read by Chip. First thing I read was I, I'm pretty sure it was Spectacular Spider-Man or Peter okay. Parker the Spectacular. Oh, nice. Yeah. No, I don't. I didn't check that out. Huh. So yeah, he's actually not written a team book. Interesting. That does. I would not like his first team book then to be the X Men. I feel like fair, though, I read his Batman right now and like he uses the whole Batman. I was gonna say this Batman at this point is kind of a team book. There's so fucking many characters now. They almost like not make fun of it, but utilize the idea that he has so many characters. This bat the whole and I know it's been happening for a while now, so like welcome to the party, Josh. But um the Batman Inc. Is one of the stupidest things I've ever heard in my life. Like most things by Jeff, not Jeff Johns, by Grant Morrison, it's amazing in concept. And if he's not the one fully utilizing it and other people are, it okay. can be stupid really fast. I can see that. I had no idea Grant was the one who, who created that that one. Yeah. Um, but because my only interactions so far with it have been modern writers. Um, and it's fucking absurd it's it's like it's almost like how much further do you want me to keep fucking like going along with you in your silly little fucking world of gotham here like it's come on man it's insanity of course but today guys oh yeah that's a comic book update but today we're covering spider-man crossover with x-men and the the i don't have in front of me Wait, didn't we also want to like rant about some like Marvel like TV stuff? Uh yes. Um Loki just came out. I mean, we got time here. What, what are we looking we got time. at? Yeah, that's a plenty of time. I mean, how fucking long is it gonna take us to talk about it? We've been talking for 16 minutes so far. We've got fucking plenty of time. Let's talk, sure. let's tell the people how we feel about Loki. 
All right, Loki. I liked the first episode. Didn't love the second episode. It felt very like we were dropped in the middle of a story, even though we just started the story. Jesus H. Christ. <laughs> like something was missing. Yeah, it felt like may like I, I think you said when before we start recording, like maybe it's maybe episode three, like maybe watching season two in a bingeable format will like lend itself better to to what's happening right now but it it feels so fucking disjointed right now and i and and lady did you watch secret invasion what secret invasion did you watch that i started it and i didn't really love it and then i just asked you to tell me how it ended and then that's okay cool so sorry, continue. No. So uh, Lady Baltimore and I just watched season one again. Um, and I didn't love it the same way I did the first time, but maybe that's me. Maybe that's just what I'm what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. But um the plot at least was absurd and and t- to coin a phrase timey wimey, but it held up <laughs> it, it had its own rules and its structure and it it worked it was wacky and, but controlled yes and most importantly it had the odd man in to like learn what was ha- like that was our our into this world so that we could also learn about the rules of the society and I think that's I think that more than anything is what's being ripped up especially in the first episode of season two because it's like loki just feels like he's second in command at tva at this point he just knows all the departments he knows all the people he knows where things are located and it and it doesn't help because we didn't like we didn't know any of these like other judges or what their roles were or what this war room shit is you know what i mean like we that wasn't never mentioned in season one never came up not a fucking thing about these people or these other zealots that just became and like and one of them like whispers we have to go to plan b basically and it's like i'm sorry what how <laughs> what is what and i guess that, and i understand that's the mystery that's going to unravel but like everyone's acting like we already knew these people were going to be a danger <laughs> and they were going to be like oh they're going to go out there and cause trouble and it was like I it, it just felt weird to me. But then episode two more than any of it. It was just like, what the fuck is happening? You literally dropped us into the middle of a story, and in no way do I understand what's happening now. So funny enough, there was an article that came out from like the Hollywood Reporter or something like that, basically talking about how Marvel internally And you get that recently... personally delivered to you, right? Yes, of course. Okay. I paid eighty-five dollars a month. Okay. Um, so basically they the rumor is Marvel's overhauling their entire television division and restructuring it because it's not working. Because basically, and this this doesn't bother me personally, but I understand why it bothers some people. Their version of let's make a long movie so you can get one complete story that's awesome. And that worked in the streaming era because people did binge watching because the Netflix model was we're going to put out all the episodes right now. So even if they don't fully work as individual episodes we know you're gonna watch the next one right away i see where you're going with this yeah mm-hmm. yes disney's like well we want to make more money so we're gonna put it out week to week to week 
Absolutely. We're gonna give fans time to theorize. We're gonna, but also you're giving fans time to critique. If you're watching a movie and after every act you stop for a week, you're gonna break it down. You're gonna critique it. You're not gonna, you know, why? Like in Ahsoka, I know we haven't watched any of Ahsoka yet, but there was a lot of people complaining in the first three episodes of Ahsoka why she was acting so stoic and not like her animated character. And literally halfway through, it's actually explained and very thought out and intentional. But people had three weeks to complain about it. Yeah. Which gives it like a neg- negative air. I hear what it's you're a, saying. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically the whole rumor was like, oh, we need to have more episodic episodes, more of a writer's room, making sure like you have so the what, main plot, but episodic stuff. So what I'm hearing is they were like, okay, so I have this novel idea. <laughs> it's called serialization. Yeah. Um, ha- um, we're Marvel Comics, and I don't think we knew about such a thing as serialized storytelling. <laughs> um, so let's give that a go. Is that what you're saying? Basically, I, I saw someone do a comparison. They want to do it like The Boys. Like The Boys is episodic, but also has the bigger stories that feel connected to every episode. Mm-hmm. But it's still like, okay, the Dewey and The Boys have to you know, get the poison that can kill Homelander, maybe. That's the episode's goal. Mm-hmm. Like That's what it is. But if you had that as a storyline for a full show that you're watching weekly... You're gonna start going. Well, why don't they go get the poison here instead? Like you give your audience time to question things that they wouldn't question normally. Yeah. Like I said, normally I'm I'm fine with that. I like just watching a long movie, you know, piece by sure. piece. That's fine. But yeah. I I understand why a lot of people don't. Like for example, apparently they've um scrapped everything they filmed of Daredevil. Okay, so I did see something there. Like it just all I saw as a headline is why the daredevil shakeup might be might be good and then i was like daredevil what the fuck happened so please inform me and maybe even the listener of what just happened so basically they filmed from what i just because the, the whole show i think it's like 24 episodes like it's their longest marvel show that like hour long episodes mm-hmm. 24 Jesus but Christ. like yeah but apparently they filmed like a little almost half of the series and during the strike they were looking back at everything going like this doesn't work and like some someone leaked out that like Daredevil doesn't wear his costume until episode four. Which yeah, that does that doesn't work now. That that doesn't work. Yeah, that, that doesn't work. And they were basically saying like this is not gonna be okay with the way people are treating our shows now. And in the Secret Invasion show, apparently the head writer or showrunner got fired like a week before they started filming, which makes a lot more sense why the first half is stronger than the second half. <laughs> I guess that's where it feels more focused and then like let's just give this girl every power i guess i guess yeah um so yeah like i don't know i feel like it is we like, we talked about it before it's the cool thing now to hate superhero movies even though the same people that complain about it still watch every single new one the moment it comes out and write five videos and essays and whatever about it but um i do think it's a good thing if they're realizing the faults and saying we got to tighten it up and fix some shit. Um, we'll see. You know, yeah. we'll see what happens. Apparently, in my personal opinion, Ahsoka was fantastic. It seemingly had a positive vibe from everyone. The finale, I think, was a little divisive because it didn't wrap up every story. And I go, yeah, this is the ending of movie one. Now you're getting movie two. Like, 
It was yeah. eight really fucking good episodes, some of the <laughs> best lightsaber fights, great storytelling. And yes, if you're a fan of Clone Wars and Rebels, amazingly cathartic with some of the payoffs from those shows. But I think even if you haven't seen those shows, they do a good job in the first few episodes explaining to you and catching you up and everything. True. Yeah, I do. I yeah, I haven't watched it yet, and I do. I do want to watch. I do want some of that background stuff first. I don't want because I feel like it. I feel like I want the deeper, the deeper story of it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, for sure. It, it does help a lot, for sure. Um, I will complain one thing about Disney Plus and these fucking price hikes. I, I like what the hell? I just got an email literally just now that Netflix is raising up their premium membership. To fucking twenty two ninety nine, like that's insane. Fucking, fucking tell them about it, man. Tell the people what's happening. We can't absolutely t- we insane. Can't, we can't take this anymore. No, it's 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 crazy. It's it's a lot like what you just said too. It's like they're trying they're trying to figure out how to make revenue. So they've already done the one model of all right. Now we go back to one sh- one episode a week, and we do seasons that way now. Um, that wasn't enough. They're still like they they're finding out why cable fucking had like all these channels had to come like i don't know why they're finding this out they were the owners of these fucking channels to begin with like it's well it's it's arrogance yeah it's a lot of arrogance it's a lot of uh they want to price everyone into a basic package that includes commercials because that's where all revenue comes from is selling ad space all revenue comes from ad you know uh, someone did the math and said listen if you want to make money off this they have to pay 22 dollars, or you have to bring in commercials and they pay 11 dollars." i guarantee that's the best you 20, way to even it out i guarantee you 22 dollars is probably still not the number in there you know what i mean like it's probably still lower than if you wanted to survive on mostly subscribers paying 22 dollars. i bet you it still wouldn't match what they need to in order to continue a production the way they have like well i'm sure they're getting ready because they made a deal with writers finally to give them proper pay yeah exactly so like now now they got actors (laughs) yeah and now they're gonna have to do that on top of the they were already hemorrhaging money like especially netflix like becoming a production company was never in the cards for them and they did it and they did it on the fucking cheap and dirty and it still was too expensive to do. And like, yeah. and now they need to keep up with the other streamers. So now you're right. They got to get bigger shows, bigger stars, bigger writers, bigger directors. They've been doing it for a while. I know it's not new, but like it costs money. And I don't think $22 a subscriber really does do it for them. Like they are truly that that number, the math that was done to get to 22 was yeah. the number that more than more people are now going to choose to just do the basic one and they're going to be able to get more revenue because they're going to be able to say we have this many subscribers oh, yeah. now. you know what i mean so definitely which is a shame because like sometimes nightmare. movies you know they're made that way for a reason had to stop in the middle of it like the other day, I was watching on on Verve. If they or... do it, if they if it if they at least do it the Peacock way, can't believe I'm saying that. Um, they and I and maybe they don't do it for all of them, but from the ones I've watched, they put the ads before the movie, and then not during the movie. You just get a yeah, shit ton of ads before the movie. Maybe even like one in the beginning, one in the middle, ending. You know, 
but I hate the ones where it's like just I really don't throw it in there. Don't yeah, don't sporadically throw it in, and I don't put him in at all. Just if if fucking make me sit through six minutes of commercials up top if you need to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I saw a thing fine, saying I'll go pop some popcorn. Yeah, potentially We've been here stuff. before, man. We've used it. We oh, yeah. fucking had commercials. I know how to do this. But I think I heard somewhere that like stuff that's Netflix original won't have commercials. Was like the benefit of watching a Netflix original because they want to keep your attention. Oh, 100%. That's very clever. That's very yeah. clever. So if you watch just our originals, you'll be good. I don't know how um, how Apple Plus makes money because I've been oh, watching don't. a lot of Apple Plus. And they don't. They, have... and they don't need to because they have money from everything else. They just take that money from everything else. To has fund. to be it because yeah. their quality on their shows is insane. I the haven't, I, I haven't have watched a one of them. I haven't watched a single. All I've watched is the Beastie Boys doc i've been watching a few shows lately and then that new dicaprio scorsese movies coming out soon that's all apple oh i did um that's true i did also i haven't watched it yet but i did during the criterion flash sale also buy a velvet underground movie that i believe i if not funded by apple plus was like it had its premiere on apple plus so Mm. yeah i don't know how to make money because the quality is insane on their shows they make like, money a commercial. Because, I'll tell you how they make money because the device right now keeping track of how long we've been going is Apple. The yeah. thing I'm talking to you through is Apple. Fucking these things cost four billion dollars. Did I send you the the trailer for the new Monarch show? Uh-uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. It's okay. This is an Apple Plus show that looks incredible CG wise. It is about um. It's Kurt Russell's character throughout his life trying to uncover what Monarch is, Godzilla, all the other monsters. And it's him oh, that kind of Monarch. Holy shit. Yes. And the stuff in the past, Kurt Russell is being played by his own fucking son and the present played by him. Like, I see. how great I, is that? That's fucking incredible. I forgot. Right? <laughs> I 100% forgot that they were getting a Godzilla m- monster universe fucking show yeah what are they calling that is i think it's it, called monarch is that we're just calling no no, no like the, the little universe now isn't it doesn't have some oh, monster of, monster verse i guess something like that yeah yeah so like that's a lot of money like, <laughs> like cg wise actor wise a lot of fucking money that's a lot man yeah i don't know i don't know dude i don't know how any of this works all i know it doesn't it, that's the problem yeah exactly all i know is it doesn't and I, by the end of I wouldn't be shocked if by the end of 2024, like we're seeing articles all over the place about the cable second coming and the rise of cable television. Oh, yeah, like, for the, sure. The like a phoenix from the flames comes fucking Adelphia. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't don't remind me. Um, <laughs> I, I do think it was sad because I think it was this week I saw an article about how Best Buy will no longer, starting next year, sell any physical media. God damn it. Like in their store or like? Yeah, in the store. Okay, so like online still? I don't know. Because they have some great Black Friday deals on their Blu-rays. Oh, sure. But like it, it's insane. I still remember going to um, Best Buy and seeing and these guys are 50 really aisles of VHSs like. Oh wow, nice! I know. I was just telling, I was just telling the story to somebody yesterday about um, 
when circuit city was going out of business and i lived yeah. like literally like around the corner like walking distance around the corner in jacksonville from uh um circuit city and just like every like week as they like lowered the prices on things just walking over there and just like fucking loading <laughs> the fuck up on dvds i got like fucking tv shows on dvd <laughs> like all like so many seasons of curb and shit i'm like i don't know most of my DVD collection comes from Circuit City going out of business. <laughs> All right. So we are actually going to start on the show now. So now we're talking about this crossover episode. Amazing. Or not amazing. Just Spider-Man, the animated series and X-Men. Wait, Maybe it was Spider-Man. The an- it wasn't Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Shit. I watched the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's a much trippier one. Oh, More questions on that one. We'll get to that. Did we already do that one? Which Spider Man has amazing friends? No. Yeah. There's no, an episode where he fights Magneto and it's really trippy. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, uh, didn't help that it was kind of baked. But um, yeah, so in this episode, this is during um a season storyline where Spider Man is turning into Man Spider. So like most of the season is him freaking out. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, he was growing other arms and shit. And I always loved that story. I w- I I mean I, there were two shows. I, I loved Batman as well. Yeah. So, but like in order of like the shows that I was like, in order of the shows that I was like, I got to watch these. It was X-Men and then very closely Spider-Man. Like I was, I love both of those shows so fucking much. I have, I like all the fucking toys. Like, every, like I was like, no, I need to be at home to watch this shit on Saturday. <laughs> I think growing up, it was like Batman and then Spider-Man and X-Men were very equal, but maybe Spider-Man edged up a little bit. True. Also, I'll be, I'm will be i going to be really pissed off this weekend because Spider-Man 2 comes out and I can't afford a PS5 right now. <laughs> oh, don't. Yeah, don't, that's not. But uh... like, I'm super envious because it looks fantastic. I've only heard fantastic, amazing things and. Someone did a ranking, a guy, a YouTuber I like, did a ranking of all the video games and said, like, no, this new one is the best Spider-Man video game. Wow. Yeah. So, but yeah, so when the cartoons are coming out, it's very obvious as an adult watching all these shows now, obviously Batman the Animated Series holds up in so many ways. It's just, it's a Mm -hmm. fantastic show. Yeah. Like, as a kid, as an adult, it's fantastic, especially the most. Absolutely, Um, I'm with you on that one. Spider-Man, story-wise, is very impressive because they would pack so much. Like, I didn't even know until I was re-watching it a few years back how much stuff I know about comic book villains in Spider-Man's universe based off these episodes, not the comics. Like, they did a lot. Yeah, they really did. And I mean, I ironically enough, though, I mean, I loved the X-Men growing up, but I was a little bit more of a Spider-Man fan grow, like, growing up. Like, I had, I definitely had... Like I definitely got all the fucking Spider-Man books, and I and I watched the show. Like, I can I, I don't know. I guess I like them both the same because like I'm looking to my right and I'm like yeah, I have like just a shit ton of both of those books. So I guess I like them both. Um, Based off my trades, I'll say X-Men edges it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like I'm th- like but thinking back to when I was younger, like because yeah, I used to subscribe back in the day. And I think you still can technically technically do this, but back in the day, you used to be able to like subscribe to. Uh, comics through the mail. You can still like, do that. I think yeah. IDW does that still. But yeah, nice. 
And I that's how I got so many of my Spider-Man and X-Men comics growing up because like the past, present, and future wasn't really around. Mm. And I like it wasn't like it uh, yeah, it was just not somewhere that my mom was gonna take me all the time. So <laughs> um yeah, no, these cartoons, the Spider-Man cartoon is it holds up pretty well. Like we're gonna get to it, but there's some dated stuff, obviously. But like story-wise, animation-wise pretty much holds up well not as like concrete as let's say batman like there's even this episode there's a few shots where i'm like wait why is spider-man talking but beast mouth is moving (laughs) so weird you saw that too when they're talking that one was weird and then they're like yeah there were a couple other weird glitches too i'm like what in the fuck just happened or when you just abruptly randomly switch to like 3d like the hobgoblins yeah. running around, but then the background turns to 3D. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That was experimental back in the day. It was very experimental. It was it was definitely an experimental show. I mean, yeah. the fucking theme song is so fucking weird. It's like a weird remix of the Spider-Man and his amazing friends like yeah. jingle. And it's like all like electro and just like repetitive. And then I forgot the best part of the song. It mm. just goes radioactive spider blood. Spider, <laughs> spider blood. Spider blood. Spider blood. <laughs> like they just keep saying spider blood. And it's I'm like, so good. This it's was a so theme good. song in the early 90s for a children's show that just says the word spider blood over and over and over. Dude, again. the 90s knew how to make theme songs they really did think of a, how many classic i don't think it's just because of our age either because even compared to i know a few 80s shows they don't compare to power ranger theme song spider-man x-men batman the animated series even the superman animated series had a good i don't re- i didn't watch that one as much so i don't it, i don't have as yeah i don't i can't call, recall that one as it was know. a good like mix of like john williams but like a touch of uh not Tim, danny elfman Oh, okay. Yeah, it was kind of a blending of that. But there were a lot of good theme songs back in the day, in the 90s. But anyway, in All this show, right. we have Spider-Man it. trying to find a cure before he mutates into Man-Spider. Hasbro, I'm looking at you guys. You need to make the Man-Spider figure. You're making all these figures based off the animated show. Give me a Man-Spider. Give me oh, a I, have, I have it. I have the I original do... one. Okay, did the original one come with a comic book? No. Because I had one growing up that came with the comic of him turning yeah. into Man Spider. Oh, nice. Yeah. It had no, no yeah, it could not move the I, joints I, at all, but it was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was like him like actively turning into it or if it was just Man Spider itself, but he had I a have... Man Spider himself. Yeah. But um, so he's trying to find a cure, and here's about this professor who looks at mutations. And as a kid, I do remember going, Holy shit, like they're gonna do a team up. Because also remember, Spider-Man really was good at having a continuing story arc. It did it. It did really well at that, from what I can recall. Yes. If you even if you go on Disney Plus and look at the seasons, it says like whatever the name of the season is, part one, part two, part three. Like there's a continuing story throughout for the each season. season or yeah. I thought it was just this. Okay, because I hadn't looked at the titles. And in- I don't know what the first season does, but everything after that has a has an actual yeah. title. But I do um, love because it's it, because it was the 90s. I do love that the Spider-Man television show ends with Venom on the screen. The theme song. Oh, yeah. Up. Yeah. Just to let you know, don't worry. He's coming. We know he's cool. Don't worry about it. 
Don't worry, we all know you. Show got real weird. There's episodes with like Iron Man, actually not Iron Man, with War Machine, Doctor Strange helping him fight Venom and Carnage. Oh man, I remember like because that was my like honest to God, the Spider-Man animated show was my introduction to Doctor Strange, and I was like, I love Doctor Strange, and like I that's how I I anything I read. And anything I knew about Doctor Strange is thanks to this cartoon. That's how I met uh the uh, Blade. Oh, you met him. You went. <laughs> I met him in real life. But yeah, like Blade debuted because he was hunting Man Spider. Mm-hmm. So, which is not a vampire, but whatever. But like this had a great way of like having. There's an episode about Daredevil. There's one about the. That's Punisher. right. Yeah. yeah, I think that was my introduction to Dare. No, I know I had some. I I don't recall either way. This yeah. show really, this show honestly really expanded my n- know of the um the Marvel universe. Yeah, I think it learned from X Men the animated series about cramming mm. too many things and being like, you know, we can just tell the kids this. Ne-. I think it was probably an influence of X Men and Batman. So yeah, I think these shows really came a long way. For at least for Marvel cartoons, because I still remember the Fantastic Four cartoon and Iron Man and Hulk. I know I watched those, but I don't remember them very well. They weren't like, on Fox; they were on UPN on Sunday mornings for me, at least. Uh, yeah, I do. Re- yeah, that's true. I do remember watching them on UPN, but like uh, that was that's CW for people today. Basically. Yeah, that's whatever channel you have a CW. It used to be called. It used to be WB channel. That was, oh. UPN. Oh, uh, when it was WB, it was so good. Oh, the weeknights on WB. If oh. you want teen drama, you're getting it. You want Felicity. You want Buffy and Angel. Oh, you want so Dawson's good. Creek and Seventh Heaven. You're oh, getting, it. <laughs> you're getting stop it. it. Stop it, Nick. I can only I can only take so much. <laughs> I stopped myself from saying the original one because we were talking about teen dramas. I'm like, no, oh, it sounds weird now that you're 40 years old. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like that that those cartoons were on Sunday mornings usually from my memory. And then Saturday mornings, we had uh, X-Men and Spider-Man and Batman, whatever. But I think, comparatively, like, Spider-Man was the best version of what they were trying to do. And it kind of started that multiverse trend, because the last two episodes of the main show ends with him getting other Spider-Men from other multiverses trying to stop an evil Peter Parker who's Carnage. Oh, wow. I don't really That's think the last I... episode, yeah. I don't think I remember that at all. Oh yeah, they're trying to say they're trying to find Mary. Jo- There's some traumatic shit that happens in that show. Uh, for one reason or another, Mary Jane's trapped somewhere in the multiverse, and Madame Web's like, "Team up with these Spider-Men to beat okay. Carnage, All and right. then I'll let you find Mary Jane." Madam Web. Okay. Then he met Stan Lee and swung around the city with them. Wow, none of this. Yeah, the la- dude. The last few episodes are insane. They Am do I secret to- wars. Am I gonna have to rewatch the goddamn Spider-Man animated series, dude? We can rewatch together. I'm more happy to do that because the last season is Secret Wars. They go to Battle World. He teams up with Captain America and Iron Man, and Doctor Doom is fighting him, and Ben Grimm is there. It's a whole thing, dude. Yeah. My introduction to Red Skull was through Spider-Man because there's a whole season um, where he finds out his parents were secret agents and they were part of the super super oh, soldiers. Oh shit! I, yeah. Yeah, it got wild. Nick Fury's in there somewhere. I mean, because at the time, I mean, is that still canon that his his birth parents were like? I don't know if it was ever canon. Because I remember it kind of poking around in the 90s being a thing. I don't know. Anyway. 
But yeah, the show gets pretty wild compared to like a lot of people remember that first season, but the last few were still good, but they really expanded the Marvel universe a lot more. Yeah. To see what else they can make a show out of basically, you know, backdoor I, I really think, I mean, with with these only these two episodes now fresh in my mind because I haven't watched it honestly I don't think I've watched it since I was a kid. Um, it they really captured Peter Parker like yes it's still the voice I hear when I read comics that one hundred percent it's yeah. still and they they really I think they did one of the better jobs in my memory of like media versions of of Peter Parker. Yeah, I think that's I think that's one of the most accurate versions of Peter Parker that's been outside of comics ever, really. I mean, I think um, the first into the Spider-Verse, I think that Peter Parker was a very good, accurate Peter Parker. Speaking of which, Across the Spider-Verse will be on Netflix um, October 31st for anyone who wants to know. That's that's something I'm a person who would like to know. (laughs) Oh yeah, you still haven't watched it, right? No, I never I never got out to see it. Let me just say the more I find out about behind the scenes of that movie, the more I'm shocked how good it is. Oh, I don't know anything about them. A lot of stuff came out recently, like the last few scenes of the movie were made like three weeks before the movie came out. Jesus Christ. And there's a person in live action who's in the movie. And they filmed that scene literally a week before the movie came out. <laughs> yeah. You'll see someone in live action and then you'll know what I mean. Wow, you wouldn't guess it. I'm not saying quality wise, the movie is absolutely fantastic. Like, okay. Or right. That's any right being like, yeah. So yeah. And, and Spider-Man, he's going to X mansion to see what's going on with Xavier. If he can help them. Um, he kind of sneaks in and you shouldn't sneak into the X mansion. Um, it's not, yeah. it's no, not, it's not a good, good idea. Um, he's immediately put, and I, I love when people get reminded that Spider-Man is incredibly strong yeah. because he's immediately tied up in like a metal straight jacket and then he just rips through it like tissue paper. And he just bursts out. But like, not before like interacting with all the X-Men first. Like, you oh, know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, he's 100% like, I think Rogue even walks up and like puts her arm on him at some point while he's quote unquote trapped and like he and then all of a sudden he's like all right i've heard enough and then he just burst out like he like it's like damn spider-man this is why sometimes people don't like you <laughs> especially when you just sneak into someone's house and yeah course- you're sneaking around you're sneaking around you're just you... <sighs> he has no clue what's going on he didn't expect this to be the situation when he got there and he runs away and runs of course into the danger room that was just being used by mr remy and he had it on like deadly setting or whatever. That's correct. I just setting. I just watched it. He had it. They, he's like, I, w- I was in the I was in the danger room. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and Cyclops is like, what setting did you have? And he's like, oh, no, <laughs> I had it on a deadly sentinel. Like he he really says deadly sentinel mode. Like, oh, <laughs> all right, because you're such a tough guy. You didn't want it on stun gun sentinel. <laughs> See, I believe that more if he was like, actually, I thought Wolverine was going in next, so I put it on deadly mode or some dickhead yeah, right, shit yeah. like that. Like he's like, oh no, I thought I was just going to trick <laughs> a Logan. <laughs> I thought I was going to get him half dead again. He loves it. He loves it when he loses limbs. <laughs> um, and so Wolverine, or uh, not Wolverine, sorry, 
Spider-Man's running away from all these Sentinels. So he's like, what the hell is going on? So finally, when everything calms down, Xavier's basically telling him straight up, like, we don't cure mutations. We help you accept it. And basically, he's kind of like, fuck that. <laughs> Again, this is like one of the most accurate representations of Spider-Man. Yeah. He's just like a woe is me motherfucker. And he's like... <laughs> For all of his good, again, this is I'm gonna get on a little rant about the Peter Parker Spider-Man. Yeah. But for as good as Peter Parker is, for as good as Spider-Man is, for his selflessness, all of that, all of that is because he feels guilty otherwise. His natural instinct is to say, fuck you, I care about me. <laughs> and he fights that because he still feels guilty about Uncle Ben. And that guilt carries over anytime he's like, oh, fuck, I can I can do something to help. And if I don't, I'm going to fucking think about it later and it's going to make me feel bad. And like, it, that's it. That's him. That's Peter Parker in a nutshell. And that's 100% what he happened when it happens when Charles Xavier is like, no, my friend, I'm sorry. We, you know, you're looking at a room full of mutants right now. We don't think of it as needing a cure. You know, we're just kind of, and he's like, no, you're a bunch of fucking freaks. And now I'm going to be a fucking freak. And he's and he fucking web slings himself out the goddamn window. I thought that was hilarious. He's like, I don't be like you. I don't be like any and, of you freaks. <laughs> and then he even says, he's like, typical, typical me. I, I help everyone. And then when I need help, no one's there for me. He's like, they are offering you help, Peter. You're just a fucking prick. But I will give him credit because by the end of the second episode, he does have that realization, kind of. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I like that the character grew. Like he was, he acknowledges that he was overreacting and being too much of an asshole. And by the end of next next episode, is like, hey, I was kind of being a jerk. I should learn to like trust people who want to be there for me. But um, so yeah, so he basically storms off, and Beast follows him. And it's kind of like, listen, man, I want to help you, but, like, stop being a dickhead. And actually, beforehand, Wolverine's like, don't even bother with that. And very, like, aggressively, Beast is like, you don't fucking know me or what I've been through, asshole. And we get a little more of, like, that, which we didn't even get that much in the show, but more of, like, this regret of who we used to be. Yeah, we get to see more of, like, a pre-blue for Beast in this one, then we'd get to see much of in the anime. And we get to see them in much better art style. How dare you? <laughs> I do wish Gene had more to do in all of these episodes. I mean, to be fair to the Spider-Man animated series, that's a sentence you could say for 90% of the fucking anime, the X-Men animated series, yeah, too. That's true. Because, like, it would solve too many issues, basically. Yes. It won, <laughs> like, the fucking problem with Gene... <laughs> is you don't need the others if you have but then but then they still spoiler they put another telekinetic person they still fucking get a <laughs> telekinetic to save the day where the fuck is g <laughs> so um cut back to what's his name brand or brad the business uh, guy uh brad landon landon yeah landon sure landon he's going off paying off the hobgoblin um who i forgot for excess for a second was voiced by mark hamill just totally forgot yeah yeah i so, yeah, I didn't remember that until so it's like oh the joker's here so basically trying to pay him off for a silence but then it's a bomb in the briefcase and of course I, it really, is. I really i really love though when kingpin calls him 
And he's like, oh, I saw you're leaving one of your warehouses. It's like, are you having me follow? He's like, of course I am. Of course I am. You're an investment and I follow all my investments. It's like, oh, perfect kingpin. Perfect kingpin. Like, I'm not going to hide that I'm being skeezy. I'm your fucking boss. Why should I hide? Yeah. He's like, what what are you going to do about it? Attack me? Good, good, Good fucking luck. And then we cut to Hobgoblin being like, didn't get me that easily. And then aggressively 3D, um, 3D glider. Well, no, the glider I think was real, but like it was just the glider and Hobgoblin animation. And then the 3D background. Yeah. Yeah. 3D like walls and like alleyway. That's what I'm looking for. Alleyways. Okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. And I was just like, oh, that that came out of nowhere and then never used again. In this yeah, episode. I think. Yeah, I think maybe the next episode they kind of half use it for a second. But yeah, but it was just so random. Oh no, we'll get. There's a lot of interesting things they decided to do in the next episode. So, uh, in the meantime, Beast, after he split up with Spider-Man, immediately attacked by people who seem to work for Landing. And I love that scene because they see Beast and Spider-Man talking, and like, wait a minute, is Spider-Man a mutant too? And the guy's like, I don't know. And then they use their vague laser whips. Like, Dude, what were these have, guns? Their guns are insane. They yeah. have like electric nets, and like you said, like guns that shoot electric whips. And <laughs> then, like, and then there's like a sonic, like, stun gun one that knocks like, people out. They were prepared. Shit. <laughs> they were prepared for everything. <laughs> and. Wow, I thought the weapons in the in the X Men animated show were kind of wild. These things were insane, insane weapons, great for containment. So then we have Spider Man as Peter Parker checking in on all his people and basically being like, "I can't bring this life to them, and they deserve better." From Mary Jane and Aunt May, and then God. sees a picture, a very judgmental picture of Uncle Ben. <laughs> of course, that's the picture that Peter would keep of him because he's like. It was in the hallway. It was just like judgmentally staring at him. <laughs> Boy, what have I told you? Be With better. Power. What you finish it now, Peter? What does it mean? It, the whole conversation they had did feel like it was trying to a long way of saying with great power comes great responsibility. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Trying to give the same lesson with different words, basically. Mm-hmm. For anyone who's ever seen um, Amazing Spider-Man one. I remember one of the first things that really annoyed me about that movie was the fact that that Uncle Ben wouldn't say the line, just different versions of the line. Yeah. Because the movie's trying to be different. Yeah. That was one of the most annoying features, too. (laughs) I'm just saying a lot. So after that... I love Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, though. I really do. His Spider-Man's really good. His movies Mm -hmm. aren't. But like the second one is a guilty pleasure of mine. I like... And that's what I mean. I like, I like, I think the way, and I think we've talked about this a lot, but there, Peter Parker and Spider-Man are two sides of the same coin, but they are different personalities. And I think Andrew Garfield does a way better job of capturing Peter Parker when he's Spider-Man than when he's not Spider-Man. If that makes sense. Do you mean, because like his quippiness, his... His I'm I'm afraid, but I'm gonna like joke through it. He does that so much better than Toby did as Spider-Man. Yeah, I can agree on that. And yeah. I will say, like, I've gone back and rewatched Amazing Spider-Man 2. Again, not a good movie, but I not fully enjoy the movie. 
And I will say the CG in that movie looks real fucking good when you think about how it came out like not like maybe eight years ago that movie came out. Uh, maybe even more, honestly. Maybe even yeah. more. That scene with Hema Electro and, and Times Square looks yeah. incredible. Yeah. Like it really puts a, a pin on the idea that movies could have better CG now, but studios are making them pump it out too fast. Yep. Like way too fast. Because that CG looks incredible. In that it was film. pretty good. Yeah. And like I, when I, he's falling through the sky, you see the rippling on his costume and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Like mm-hmm. Really impressive stuff. Yeah. It's a shitty movie, but just fun to watch, though. Then there's that. That's how it goes. So anyway, back to the animated show. Um, Peter is now attacked. If I remember correctly, he's attacked by Wolverine because Wolverine was following Beast scent. Yes. Until uh-huh. something happened. Yes. And, it, and, and then naturally he was like, Spider-Man and Beast were here. No, what happened was he, yeah, he, he smelled them back to where Beast got knocked out. <laughs> And then he was like, Spider-Man was here too. I could smell his dumb ass. He's like, Spider-Man must have hurt Beast and did something. And so he just, then he started sniffing out Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man was actually looking for landing and more information. Oh yeah, because um, Beast said landing was doing Spider-Man. Yeah, Beast went to tell to tell Spider-Man, hey, this guy might have a cure for you though. Yes. Um, oh, sorry. Almost skipped over a big chunk in the middle. Um, when they went to landing's presentation... Oh, was that in the middle? I think that was that was after that was after Beast gets kidnapped. I think yes, because, yeah, yeah, after that, yeah, yeah. Um, so when Peter goes to the big presentation that Landing's having about mutation, he's with like one of his friends, and she says something about mutants, like something anti-mutant, and she's like, "Are you like a mutie lover now?" To Peter, and he's like, "What? Like racism?" And then walks away. No, let me give you a better description of how I'll this went. Yeah. <laughs> Because I just watched it. Peter Parker goes, whatever that bitch's name was. <laughs> he, he was like, What? I can't, I can't believe you're like that. I I didn't expect that. But like something, something to that effect. And then he literally runs away. Yeah. <laughs> that is how you handle your racist friends. You look them in their eye, you're like, I can't believe you said that. And then you run away. You run. <laughs> Yeah, the show made some weird choices, man. Uh, fun <laughs> yeah, fact, they couldn't legally like... use Gwen Stacy in that show. Yeah, no, right. Every time you think of Gwen Stacy, it was Black Cat. Felicia, yeah. Felicia Hardy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, but yeah, that was a great reaction to that. And then I'm trying to remember why, it's been a few days, why the building was attacked. Hobgoblin was like, yes. Hobgoblin came in and, and was literally like, bitch better have my money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and started blowing the fucking place up and then said, you didn't have my money. So now I'm going to charge you more. And then he flew away. <laughs> yeah. And then as the rubble's coming down, Spider-Man's trying to web everything together and Landing's assistant, who hates mutants. She really was, does. Yeah. So it was just like, well, he's trying to save us. We got to help him. And Landing's like, and do what? Which is fair, to be honest. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it was, he's like, what are we going to do? We need to get out. He's trying to save us. So, like, why yeah. don't we get out of here? Get the fuck out. And then, mysteriously, the wall holds still again and gives enough time for Spider-Man to get out of there. I did like that Spider-Man was kind of just like, shit, I can't do it. Like, I can't save everyone. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, need more time. <laughs> yeah, no, so it is. Yes, and it goes along with the theme of this this whole series of Spider-Man. Some, it is okay to ask for help. Yeah. Because um, you need it. 
So yes, that's what led to Spider-Man hunting down Hobgoblin, and he found him going to Landing's place. So Hobgoblin's like, "Come on, man! I'm not, I don't even care about you today. I'm trying to get my. I'm trying to get paid." And He's like, "Bitch, Spider-Man, get the fuck! I don't care. I don't yeah. care. I just want my money." <laughs> the actually the most reasonable person in this, in this whole episode Hobgoblin. is Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin is the only one who I understand in this fucking. <laughs> Um, and basically, well, right before he's about to beat up Hobgoblin, Wolverine's like, hey, motherfucker, I smelled your ass. Where's Beast? <laughs> and Spider-Man just like, hey, other motherfucker, I don't know what you're even talking about. I saw him not too long ago. He's fine. He's like, well, he's not fine. And then Hobgoblin's like, perfect. I'm going to blow both these motherfuckers up. And then ends up to be continued. <laughs> to be continued. Perfect. With, with Wolverine about to stab Spider-Man, like looking That's, like he's about to stab him. Yeah. I will say real quick before we get to part two, I will say it felt like the writing of the X-Men was by someone who watched them, didn't write them originally in the show. Yeah. uh You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's like, okay, I watched a few episodes. I get the core traits of these characters. I get what they would say in the situation. That's how I'm going to write it. But I'm a Spider-Man writer. 100%. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Part two. Part two. So, yeah, so we we pick up immediately where we left off and Spider-Man and Wolverine are fighting because Wolverine is trying to kick his ass because, again, the guy, like you said, the writers here, they watched one one or two episodes of X-Men. They're like, Wolverine is gritty and he never says sorry. So let's make him do a bunch of punches. (laughs) And and so Hobgoblin is like, this is fucking perfect. I'm going to bomb the shit out of both of them. Yeah. And he throws a bomb in Spider-Man because, again, he's Spider-Man. is like, nope, fuck that. Hold up. He, he like, jumps over Wolverine, deflects the bomb. Still kind of shit happens, if I recall correctly. And Hobgoblin's like, oh, fuck. They're getting the best of me. Um, And then he, like, is trying to fly away. And he, like, triggers the the alarm or something like that of the building so that all the guards inside Landon's building of... of medical experiment no no he's there and so hobgoblin's like ha good that that is still that is still help him or that this will help me out and i can escape and so the guards then come rushing to find spider-man and wolverine they're still fighting um i don't remember how spider-man finally convinces wolverine that he didn't have anything to do with this but at at some point spider-man is like dude chill the fuck out for a second I didn't do anything to Beast. Here's exactly what happened. And now we're here. And Wolverine's like, fine, but we got to go find him. I still smell him in this building. And you're coming with me because I don't trust you. And because the writers are like, who's most popular characters in Marvel? Oh, yeah. Wolverine, Spider-Man. 100%. And so (laughs) Spidey and Wolverine go and they fight their way through the building. The guards attack them. We, um, I don't know what, I don't. I don't know when we learn about what, so I'm just going to kind of whatever. Um, during loose fit episode, guys, loose fit episode. No, no belt today. No belt. So like Hobgoblin, Hobgoblin is using this to, to his advantage and he flies in to the, to the base here, the lab and get, just throws in a single CD ROM into this giant supercomputer. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, hacks at some keys and then it says all information pertaining to whatever it is we're so learning fast. 
And then it just downloads all of it, all of the information, all of this dude's life research it's, and frankly, Hank's life, life research, because we learned that this dude stole from Hank. His base um, information of research. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all of it gets stored lickety split onto one CD-ROM. And then just for funsies, Hobgoblin is like, now I'm a fucking hacker and I'm going to put a virus on this computer that he so again just hit some more keys and then a 3d version of <laughs> hobgoblin's <laughs> face comes up on the screen and says basically does the jurassic park thing of like uh-uh-uh oh <laughs> yeah that's what one, it was 100 hobgoblin's like i just stole all your data and now you're gonna have to pay <laughs> I me i just saw time. jurassic park <laughs> yeah 100 i just saw jurassic park and then you know it's basically basically Hobgoblin put ransomware on the computer. Yes. Um, and so then he flies away with his single CD-ROM full of all of this information. <laughs> and um, so then we cut and we see Beast is in peril. Beast has been put inside a electric birdcage. A, a laser bard? With laser, laser bars. Bard Sp- bird the cage? Spider-Man cartoon loved lasers. Oh, yeah. Loved them. There must Love have been a mandate, a, like you couldn't be behind real bars. I get, like, just it. No, that looks too much like a prison. Put them in, yeah, whatever. Like, what is what? Um, I guess fact, they, yeah, because no, because then episodes, I mean, because but, like, I think it also accounts for if we can, if we may, because Beast is super strong. So if it was like electricity and he couldn't even grab onto the bars, you know, like that, that you know, yeah. But I'm trying to think. I remember now when we met Carnage in Spider Man, he was always in like a padded cell. It wasn't a prison. Oh, well, I mean, that's even in the comics. He was in the insane asylum. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a time we saw like a prison cell yeah. <clears throat> in Spider-Man. When anyway. we do our offline rewatch, we'll find out, I guess. Yeah. Um, And so it's while Beast is dangled above this vat of acid. For no, like, it's the chemicals that will be I know, I know. It's yeah, I'll get to I was just oh. saying. it it basically is bubbling like acid from like a like every fucking cartoon <laughs> peril scene you've ever seen in your life. Um, but we learn, yeah, like you like you were saying, Landon is telling Beast, he's like, This vat, this liquid, all you have to do is dunk a mute into it. <laughs> And, and they're fucking dead. <laughs> and they're dead. I'm like, okay, the, well, that's the same premise for everyone, really. It's that's acid. Same, it just looks like acid. It's you boiling. have laser guns. Just use a laser gun. <laughs> I know. And then and be and he's and be and it, it, it strip every cell out of your body and you'll kill. And Beast is like, that's ge-. first of all, Beast shouts, that's genocide. So a 90s com- <laughs> cartoon <laughs> references genocide. So that's and both- understands what it means better than we do today. 100 yeah. percent um and so there were so many very beast quotes in both these episodes oh, because Again, he also back to what I said. yeah he went having to go beast likes to quote books and so they just gave him a bunch of fucking poetry to quote yeah. throughout the goddamn thing <laughs> um and they at they started by like attributing it and then at some point they were like they just stopped they were just yeah. like Beast was still giving quotes. He gave like three Shakespeare <laughs> quotes. He gave another I forget what like 100 percent like these are just lines from literature but yeah um and we learn in this scene too that the that the acid that he is now dangled over was created using 
some of the early research Beast did when he was trying to cure his own mutation, but then it turned him into the blue blue dude he is now. Yeah. Um, and so let me see what happens after this. Um, and so it's at this point that basically Spidey and Wolverine come bursting into the lab and they fight their way through guards. Obviously there's gotta be some fight scenes. Um, and they come bursting into the lab and by bursting, I quite literally mean Wolverine (laughs) claws his way through fucking thick ass metal steel walls of this lab and then just pops through like the fucking Kool-Aid man to the other side <laughs> and then sees beast dangling above this boiling vat of, of acid looking stuff. And he propels himself up to this electric birdcage. I love this part for multiple reasons. Yes, and beast is like, don't do it. And it's too late. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and he like grabs onto the bar. He's like, ah, and he gets knocked out. And Beast has to hold on to him, getting his arms between this electricity without burning himself. Now, um, what did you think when you saw Spider-Man swinging? What did you think he was going to do? Exactly what ended up happening? <laughs> I thought he was going to swing and then grab Wolverine. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, yes, he... he in in this In this time... At the same exact time, in comes Hobgoblin. <laughs> and he's like, hey, motherfucker, I got this AOL free demo disc. And I got all this CD-ROM of all of your research. And motherfucker, Landon is like, what the fuck? He loses it. He grabs a gun that was laying around. And he starts shooting off at fucking shit. And so now the fucking um, the wire thing holding the birdcage up gets hit and it starts coming down. And Spider-Man's like, oh, fuck. And he jumps up and he he hangs on to the, the thing so it won't fall into the vat. And then he starts swinging. Here's, here's where I'm at. Then he starts kind of like swinging the thing a little bit. And Beast is like, you need to hold it still. Otherwise, I'll drop Wolverine. Or Spider-Man, because he's super strong, could just swing it over the vat. That's what I thought was going to happen. Or he was going to catch Wolverine, not swing to hit a switch. (laughs) And so more fighting happens. Spider-Man, Wolverine, and Beast are all out of commission now um, because they're all needing to hold themselves up. It is um, at this time that Wolverine comes back to reality. He realizes what's happening. Um, He's able to now like acrobat himself away so that he can like help them escape which again all they end up doing at this point he's like here i need to swing to get some distance and so they just start swinging the one thing b said don't do yeah it's like well the fucking spider-man could have done that because he's doing it right now (laughs) so anyway they get to they get to safety. Hobgoblin and Lando Lando Landon is, are still fighting. He landed his way in now. And then, just so you know, take... audience, uh, we're getting to one of my favorite things ever because I had no memory of how this two parter ended. No, one hundred percent. So, um, Hobgoblin and, and the and the scientists are fighting. They're they're going up 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 up. Very very fucking Batman Joker esque. Up up up. Yeah. 
And then Landon falls. He's trying. He jumps, trying to get Hobgoblin in his in his data, and he falls into the vat himself. And then everyone's like, "All right, cool, party's over. I guess we can leave." And his assistant's like, "You can't leave. He's in there." And they're like, "Ah, eh, well, I guess that's, yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah, we can do that." And then he comes crawling out of it, and then he starts mutating into this like fucking multi-armed what? monster what the fuck who needs electricity to ease his pain but then it also grow makes him grow of course um and and, and naturally he just goes all king kong and he grabs his assistant who He's like, I, need, I need this woman and so he just grabs the woman and then he just starts rampaging through the city grabbing all the electricity and then the X-Men are just around and they're like, yeah. hey, let's help fight. <laughs> and so they jump down and try to start fighting. Rogue, this is twice now that Rogue, for the first thing she does is go up to Spider-Man and be like, you know, we could fuck later if you want. And Spider-Man's like, whoa, whoa you're coming on a little too strong. But <laughs> 100% Rogue wants to bang Spider-Man. Yeah. Frankly, it made Jubilee even seemed like she had a crush on Spider Man. Frankly, like probably more appropriate. Um, not that version not. of Spider Man. Yeah, no, he's I, a college student. Yeah, yeah, he's like in he's like in his very early twenties, I think. Yeah. Um, and so they join the fight. Um, they're trying. They 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 can't get the upper hand because he's big and he's electric, and no one can figure out how to stop him. Again, Gene's but not like, around. I need listeners. I need you guys to look up what he transforms into. Because the idea that he didn't equate human DNA, so it makes him a mutant. <laughs> it's weird, and it makes him just not a mutant, but like a monster. Like yeah, he a, monster, in, a mutated monster. He turns into a weird slug kind of monster. Like a yeah, it's hard to explain. Like a weird, grotesque lizard slug thing. Yeah, with weird arms and basically. Also showing what Peter is afraid he's going to turn into as a yeah, one hundred percent. Um, and so it's at this point that that Beast and Spidey are like, let's do science, and they come up with some nonsense science thing about diverting electricity from him through a antenna, through to whatever. And then Beast is like, that's brilliant. We happen to have both those things on the on the Blackbird, and so they <laughs> jump into the fucking plane. They do their science. Beast is so. F- fucking horny for spider-man now because he he's like, <laughs> he's like know. someone knows me like gets my shit what i'm saying <laughs> he's like oh wow i didn't know you you knew all this science let's uh you want to grab a drink later so like multiple people in the x-men now want to have sex with spider-man yes um and so yeah they they basically um do that science thing and start drawing electricity away from him and then as he's falling they use a big old claw machine thingy from <laughs> to grab him out of the air but then he's too heavy and he starts pulling the jet down um and they can't keep it aloft and they're they're falling and that's when his assistant uses her telekinesis to not just hold the plane up but move the controls to help it stabilize <laughs> and, yes and perfectly if only we had a different character who could have easily been put in this episode to do this if only thing. we had a character who was actually trained in using telekinesis it would have made plenty of sense that oh that's of course what she did <laughs> um but no we such a character obviously doesn't exist so um his assistant 
outs herself as a mutant and beast is like i knew all along i just you know i'm a good guy so i didn't want to out her but of course she's a mutant and yeah. spidey's like oh well i guess not all mutants are hideous freaks because she's kind of cute and then rogue's like what the fuck man? I, what the fuck i thought we were hitting it off and all the while i was like spider-man's like no never no, you, no. You, you really creep me out <laughs> um she- this guy has metal claws and you're blue. Fuck that. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with this. Um, and so yeah, they uh they save a true today. white liberal. Yeah. The um an ambulance comes and takes away the the science that Lando who's now half Yeah, he mutated. was like still half mutated. I yeah. think he comes back later in the show. I'm gonna guess. Um I can't like I vaguely remember him being like half fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Um the X-Men are like, hey. We all learned a valuable lesson about friendship, right? Right, Spider-Man? And he's like, yes. And then they're like, cool, friends. And then they depart. And Spider-Man is like, oh, speaking of friends, I got to go talk to... Oh, shit, what's her name? Yeah, she's the wife of Craven the Hunter. Yeah, I can't think of her name right now. Fuck. Yeah. Um, but he's like, hey, can you help me? And that's how it ends. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, it was random as fuck, but I enjoyed it. I didn't hate it. I didn't yeah. hate it. It was it was it was weird, but it was fun weird. I think when a certain someone's on their long vacation, maybe we'll just binge watch Spider Man together. Let's do it. That'd be funny. It'll be good. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, that is our kind of in between episode to keep you guys satiated. But get ready, November tenth, the one hundredth episode extravaganza Blitzamania. Begins 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 all right that's right it's just the beginning of it because we will be coming when you hear us again we will be talking about not the dark phoenix saga we're going to be talking about the entire phoenix saga of chris claremont's comic book run and then because that's going to probably take us seven hours yeah that's probably going to be a two-parter in itself we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the Phoenix Saga and the animated show. And then what's going to happen, Nick? We're going to we're going to end it real strong with the critically acclaimed two adaptations of the Dark Phoenix in movie form. That's right. I've so only you heard good things. You get one, two, count them three, one hundredth episodes celebrating phoenix because that's how we do numbers up here in the dawn of x podcast and depending how we ramble maybe four (laughs) god bless us all (laughs) because we love you guys we love doing this and we appreciate all the love and support you guys are giving us we're gonna have some major announcements about the future of the podcast during our celebration don't worry all positive i i think all positive i'm gonna have a breaking announcement for you too Oh, yeah? No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted people to think <laughs> I was going to leave the show or something. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, guys. No, motherfuckers, you're stuck with me. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Josh, where can they find you? Keep I in tw- mind, apparently, Twitter is going to start charging $1, yeah, which I don't fuck know. that. I don't know where you can find me right now. I, can, I I think I'm on Blue Sky. I don't use it as much. I ha- I am technically there, though. It's Xbrarian. It's Librarian with an X. And uh, you can find me for now, at Madman3005. The fucking moment they try and charge me a dollar, ending the account. I know. I, I'm not I'm, giving a single cent to that piece of shit. 
I I'm honestly very close to just doing that now anyway. Yeah. It's pretty You can also reach us if you want to talk to us and communicate with us and I I I promise I will be better at getting back to people soon. Um you can uh hit us up at Krakoa Radio uh, at gmail.com. Boom. So until then, guys, thank you so much for listening. And November 10th, we will see you next time.